Star Wars 7x7 episode 1292 today. Han Solo's revenge from beyond the grave and more reveals about The Last Jedi that come as a result of Pablo Hidalgo's visual dictionary from DK Publishing. Punch it, Chewie. Hello, everybody. I'm Greg Proops. You may know me as Fode from The Phantom Menace. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. I love you, Alan. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this is the second in a series of deep dives this week into The Last Jedi, a visual dictionary is written by Pablo Hidalgo and produced by DK Publishing. Thank you again, DK, for sending me a copy of the book. It is awesome. And as I mentioned to you yesterday, I am not going to be going through every single page and every single entry of the book in detail with you here on the podcast. The things I'm highlighting here are the things that you might want to know about The Last Jedi, the additional background information that will enhance your viewing pleasure the next time you see it and will enhance your conversations with fellow Star Wars friends the next time you get together with them. And today we're going to give you a mix of resistance and first order stuff. And we're also going to talk about the galaxy at large. We know a little bit of what happens because there are a couple of throwaway lines in The Last Jedi about it. For example, when Rey is on the island with Luke, she says the First Order is going to have military control of the galaxy within weeks. So there's already some idea of what's going to happen with the galaxy. And there's a note in General Leia Organa's section that says independent systems are already capitulating to the First Order. So you know, it's mere moments after the end of The Force Awakens that we jump into The Last Jedi, and already reports of this happening are coming in. Though, I have to say, I wonder how long exactly it really is from the events of The last, uh, the Force Awakens to the beginning of The Last Jedi. Specifically, specifically the thing I'm interested in is from the moment that Rey leaves Dakar to the moment that we see Dakar and the evacuation in progress in The Last Jedi. Like, how long is that time period? We don't necessarily have a good beat on it, to my knowledge. And one of the things that suggests that it might be a bit of a longer time than we would have expected is a note in the entry for Finn in the Visual Dictionary where it shows him wearing the jacket that he got from Poe Dameron, and there's a stitched-up part on his right shoulder, that of course would be where Kylo Ren's Quillian dug into his jacket and caused him great pain and suffering. Well, it's been stitched up and the note that's next to it says that Poe Dameron did the stitching. It says, in a gesture of, of friendship, Poe Dameron repaired Finn's jacket while he recovered. So when in the midst of having to plan for an evacuation, did Poe have time to stitch up Finn's jacket? And, of course, all we're seeing in the visual dictionary is the front of the jacket where he got hit in the shoulder with the quillian. What about the back of the jacket? I mean, that is an entirely different story, right? And, of course, I'm racking my brain right now, but I cannot remember a scene in which we saw the back of Finn's jacket. I'm sure we must have, but, yeah, I can't remember it right now. So how long was it in between the last time we saw Dakar in The Force Awakens and the first time we saw Dakar in The Last Jedi? I think it might be just a little bit longer than we might have previously thought. And the last Resistance thing I wanted to flag for you, for the time being at least, has to do with the Abednego pilot named Kai Thrinali, C-apostrophe A-I Thrinali, and 
there's a note in here about his language and he has misplaced his translator fob so people can't necessarily understand him directly but because of an abednedo uh, if i'm saying that right abednedo thank you technician adi melva and the late pilot elo asti uh because the resistance pilots have been exposed to those two folks they actually can kind of have a bead on what thranali is saying and those are very neat little references to the Poe Dameron comic series and Adi Mulva, who is a technician for Black Squadron. And also, Elo Asti was the guy that sparked the whole conversation about the BC Boys references in The Force Awakens. He was one of the pilots that attacked at Starkiller Base and was unfortunately lost in that battle. Now, there are a couple of notes about Poe and about Finn that I'm going to cover on Saturday in a lengthier podcast, perhaps Sunday, depending on how the weekend shakes out. But I'm going to leave those be for now. The last thing I'll say about Poe is that there are sections in the Visual Dictionary that I think generally contain some of the most interesting stuff. These are little sidebars with the header data file on them. And those ones seem to really... I don't know, jump out at me. They're the ones that so far as I've been going through the book, I've been paying the most attention to. Uh, For General Hux, there's two entries in the data file section. One of them says, Hux's direct access to Snoke effectively gives him a rank higher than General, but Snoke refuses to grant Hux his desired title of, quote, Grand Marshal, unquote. Wow. Grand Marshal? I mean, first of all, I don't think that's a title that ever existed in the Empire for what it's worth. But I love that, especially combined with the second entry where it says Hux's delicate ego is stung when Poe Dameron deliberately mispronounces his name as, quote, General Hugs, H-U-G-S. You know what? I didn't catch that in the movie, but oh my gosh, that is really awesome. I'm going to have to be listening very carefully for that in the future. And the book also has a reference to the Phasma novel, if you remember me talking about that a while back. And one of the main plot points of the Phasma novel, which, you know, hey, I'm going to mention it here. You shouldn't need a spoiler alert at this point, but I'm going to say it anyway. The fact that Armitage Hux actually had his own father killed. He conspired with Captain Phasma to have Brundle Hux murdered by one of those little beetles that came from the planet Parnassus where Captain Phasma hails from. And man, the work in tying all of these different stories together is just rather remarkable. I mean, multiple novels being referenced and comic book series being referenced. And so far, I don't think there are any Rebels or Clone Wars TV show references here. There's one in the Incredible Cross sections, actually, where they talk about the Dreadnought harkening back to a Clone Wars thing. But the work to just, you know, interlace all of these things is just pretty amazing and it's very cool to discover these things all right i'm going to take a quick break and then the thing that i promised you at the top of the episode we're going to cover that stay tuned hey rebel rouser if you haven't done so already please consider leaving a review for star wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app not just a star rating although i will say we are personally very proud of our near unanimous five star rating on itunes No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. So, I talked about Han Solo's revenge on Supreme Leader Snoke from Beyond the Grave, 
Here is the particular entry in the Visual Dictionary to which I'm referring. It's in Kylo Ren's section, and it's under the subheader Thirst for Power. He says, Kylo has sacrificed everything in his commitment to the dark side, rejecting his family through his pledge of loyalty to Supreme Leader Snoke. But Han Solo's warning that Snoke is only using Kylo for his power echoes through Kylo's mind. Now that the First Order campaign to retake the galaxy is truly underway, Kylo plots his future through uncertain times. With ambition fueled by the dark side, Kylo prioritizes his own survival and ultimate ascension. Unquote. Well, well, well. I have to tell you, I was thrilled to read that. The idea that Han Solo sowed the seeds of Snoke's destruction in his final moments is just super awesome. I really love that. And the other reason it's awesome, too, is that, yeah, yeah, the First Order is about to take over the galaxy and all that, and that's a bad thing, so on and so forth. But think about the Force powers that Snoke exhibited in The Last Jedi and how helpless Rey was in the face of it. I mean... If you're the Resistance, and if you're Rey, and you have to take on a First Order headed by Supreme Leader Snoke, or headed by Kylo Ren, which one are you going to choose? I mean, really, I'm going to choose Kylo Ren nine days out of the week. (laughs) You know, that's an easy one. So, I gotta say, killing Snoke, yeah, Han Solo did a fantastic job. He may not have been able to redeem his son, which of course is sad and has its own ramifications, but... Man, he did the Resistance a solid by getting Kylo to kill Supreme Leader Snoke. And that right there is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you pick up another pathetic life form, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash SW7X7. It's not a pod race bet, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.